It's so nice to see you and to get a window into your studio. Oh yeah, that that's you know whose studio? Do you know Ruby's uh, Styler? Uh huh. It's her old studio. Uh, I've been here like two years, but I got it from her. So luckily she was moving out and she just happened to mention it. So I didn't have to go through like the dreadful like search for a studio. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't even know that. I thought you were still in your live work situation. I did. I, I cleared that out about two years ago because of two things. One, I, I just felt like, I mean, it really, first of all, I was so blessed to have it. Mm-hmm. Let's, put, let's put it that way. Because it <laughs> saved my life because I wouldn't have, you know, like with the kids and all, um, it would have been impossible, super, super hard to have a studio outside the house when they were small yeah. because like, obviously I could work at night or I could like work in like one or two hour increments and it was cool because I didn't have to travel. I was always there. I mean, it was like, I was like such a traditional mom. Like if I wasn't working, I would always be at home when they came home from school or I'd work up to the minute where I had to pick them up at school. Or like when they got older, like they'd come home from school and they knew where I was. Like they, mm-hmm. I'd be like, they'd come bursting in the door, make us snacks, you know? <laughs> and I would just like be able to drop the work and it worked for many, many years. And I was able to kind of, you know, balance that whole thing. Um, but then what I noticed over the years was it got harder and harder to do studio visits because people would want to see the apartment and mm. it's so painful for me because you know I mean we're blessed we have a nice apartment and then I have a live workspace but, but like freaking art professional people would come over and they'd be like oh can I see the apartment because <laughs> I couldn't say no because I'm like so nice I'd be like yeah and then I'd be doing house tours and I'm just like what the absolute fuck like you're not looking at my work you're looking at my apartment and then then I felt like they weren't taking the work seriously because it was just so like messed up, like work, live, kids. And I just sort of felt like, oh, like I'm a housewife who makes art. Like, yeah, that's how you think of me. And mm. that's what, and it just, it, 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 at a certain point I was like, you know, I'm tired of this. Like I need to separate. I need, the kids are older. They don't need me as much. I can be away. I just need a space to for me, where I can just be professional, like make a mess, like not have to work, like, because I have to always be dragging work and, you know, stuff up to the sink in the kitchen. And, you know, it, I mean, it was good in a way, because like, like the whole period where I went through when I was dying things a lot, like I w- had a washing machine, you know, so I was like using the washer and dryer to like, you know, do like all the resist dying. And that was, you know, a convenience because I had a washer and dryer, you know, but um, after a while, I just got fed up with it. So then I was, and then I was kind of moaning and groaning. And then Ruby was like, well, I'm moving out of my studio. And I was like, brilliant, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's worked out really, really well. It, it, it did the trick. Like, it's only been two years, but it's been a really good thing for me to separate and to kind of you know, just kind of be on my own and be out here and be in Brooklyn and just discover like a new neighborhood and be on my own and be away from the fam and not be so defined by 
it as much as much as they're my life like you know what I'm saying like I didn't want to yeah. be defined by by that but then you know that that what you know that just gets into you know misogyny and and you know like oh you know defining women by women artists if they have kids by being mothers and oh like it's just it was you know so it's a little bit lighter now all that yeah was it hard to transition at all or were you just like yes I'm ready to make the break well the transition also came it was like I must have been like, you know, when the moon is in the seventh house house kind of transition because so much was transitioning for me mm. then. It was like, I had just come off like a really amazing period of like 2015, 16 to 2019, where all of a sudden like I... I had the new museum and, yeah. and, and Johanna approached me and that just like kicked off some like karmic like magic where Johanna approached me and then I did the new museum and then um, from that came the Control Zurich show with the, that Daniel Bauman curated and from that came the Aspen show and from that came the Houston show and all of a sudden I was like dag like I don't even have a fucking gallery in New York and I'm like showing the museums. It was crazy town, but I was like, yes, please. And <laughs> so I, I was just ramping up, you know, and I did all that work and all that stuff like in the home studio. And that was cool. But that all ended and I kind of felt a little bit like washed up on the beach again. Like, mm. okay, like that happened. And, you know, I had some dreams that like, that would kind of kick me up to like the next plateau professionally and like it kind of did it like in the commercial world mm. so I kind of felt like want want you know I mean it sounds like wow she is <laughs> bitching and moaning like right <laughs> off the bat but I mean you know truth so I was just like okay well you know let me come to the studio. Let me, let me, then it happened. Then I got the new studio. And then I was like, okay, here's your assignment. You know, you have to yourself take it to the next level, like with mm. the work, like, you know, all these dreams and schemes of like, you know, commercial success, like in the, you know, the commercial realm, and AKA I'm talking about like selling work and making money and stuff. It was just like, well, you know, there's, there's other stuff. So like maybe, you know, it's like uh, incumbent on me, you know, to make my work better. So, mm. or, it, or maybe not better because that is so hard, you know, like, what does that mean? But yeah. like, like, maybe it's on me, you know, to there's threads in the work that are, are not loose, but I always felt like I had so many, I had tracks, like even, even in like the, you know, the, the painting itself, the garment work, I'd kind of phased out of video, but I felt like there were a couple of things I needed to sort of, um, what's the word, synthesize and like braid together maybe a bit tighter, like for myself, like, so I didn't have so many different kinds of looking things. Mm. And, and so I sort of felt like, okay, all those shows were kind of like, a, like a, like, 
like encapsulating a period. And then I thought, okay, now I have to take it all and bring it to like a new place. And so the new studio was really like that, you know, that arena for doing that. And so that, so as soon as I got here, I was like transitional time period, you know, and every artist knows like a transitional period equals incredible personal pain. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just like, oh my God, like I thought I knew what I was doing. Apparently I don't. And, you know, I was experimenting and I was like trying to transition like even away from some of the dying because I was at a certain point I was like making my paintings like all die. Mm -hmm. all resist dying on digitally printed materials and then I was like kind of like oh I'm there's a limit to this like there's a kind of a I felt like there's a limit to what I could do with like the color and like before I started losing light and you know getting all mushy and gnarly and I I, I believe me I found that limit and then I was like, okay, I have to kind of transition back into paint, like, like using mm-hmm. paint, 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 so I can control this thing a bit more. And, you know, so I kind of weaned myself back into, you know, like using traditional, like artist paints, like instead of dyeing everything. And so I, I don't know, fingers crossed, but I still, I think I'm coming out of it a bit, you know, and kind of doing what I, the goal I set of like, I'm feeling like okay now I, I, I'm I'm like approaching like I'm not maybe a little bit of figuring that stuff out like I said like synthesis a bit more you know but it's been like and then it, all that coincided with COVID so you know so in that isolation it's like I've been able to just come here and kind of grind it out like throw everything up in the air a bit and um yeah hmm. mm-hmm. yeah which is exciting. Like, yeah, I feel like there's so much we could talk about, but I kind of wanted to like, maybe start with now, actually, because it seems like it's an exciting time. And I don't know, I mean, part of the reason I wanted to talk to you in part was for my own, like, I see you as a kind of, um, I don't know, a spirit animal in a way or something like I admire your trajectory and your kind of like bravery in letting go of video and like re reestablishing yourself as a painter and stuff and I feel like when we were at Skowhegan maybe you were kind of still in the midst of that transition and stuff but it feels like you are coming out the other side and also like you've had these kind of retrospectives that allowed you kind of contextualize things together which I think has been really cool as a viewer to see like it actually from my point of view like it's cool to see the new work and the videos together but also to be kind of like well that's the past and yeah yeah I mean I'll just start out with like something that like I just had like a literal like revelation I get it like for myself because you know, I've struggled, like, what is this relationship between painting and video, like, and in, like, 1992 or something, I I did an artist statement that was, like, I want video that looks at painting, and painting that watches TV, Mm -hmm. and I was, like, period, (laughs) but what did that mean, you know, (laughs) and 
then it took me so, so long to figure out, but then here's the revelation part. I was thinking to myself, but when I grew up, what did I play with? All these types of toys that made pictures, but mm -hmm. in a removed and mediated way. So I'm talking light bright. Mm. I'm talking color form. I'm talking spirograph. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like, you know, all the wax tablets that like you draw on and then you rip it and the, the drawing disappears. Mm -hmm. um, etch a sketch and like that, that, that man with the, the metal filing <laughs> yeah. you make the, the beard like the and the beard. <laughs> Right? So all of, what is all of that? All of that <laughs> is direct picture making that's indirect, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like that's all I played with as a kid like I mean not all Barbies obviously you know <laughs> match I, yeah a matchbox I was like I loved to make match play with matchbox trucks because I love to like design like like that was the other thing like I used to play this game in the in the schoolyard with the other girls um where it was like trees would fall and then the leaves would fall and then I would like brush the leaves to make like literally the outline of a floor plan of a house wow and then it would be like okay here's the bedroom and then I'd like brush the leaves into walls like here's the hall here's the kitchen here's the living room okay I'm the mother you're the father you're in the living room I'm in the and then and someone would walk over the wall I'd be like no you can't walk over the wall like walk down the hall you see I've brushed this hall yeah super controlling <laughs> but also like like just like like um, like that idea of like you know making maps of 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 spaces but two dimensionally but with like mm -hmm. the available means which was mm -hmm. leaves and dirt you know but like that kind of idea of like mapping a picture on the ground to then interact with or like making a picture on a screen but it wasn't like it was it was sort of like mediated and also temporary because yeah. you had to undo it and like all that stuff just came back like roaring like oh this has always been something for me like so as an adult artist like I couldn't figure it out because I because of art and the art history and the art world you're just like oh you know that kind of stuff clouds as much as it makes you more sophisticated, it, it can also cloud your mind from like, you know, what your native experiences and attractions are. Yeah. So it's like, but it really came back to me. And then I realized like, oh, that's why I've been interested in yoking these things together because that's my, that's my visual experience in, in life. Like, and and it was very primal, like, oh, I get it. Uh, mm. So now if I can just picture it, like, as an adult artist, it, it would be very satisfying to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was resonating with the thing about it being um, temporary, too. Like, it feels like it primatizes the process a lot. Yeah, and I think, like, part of you know, for me, the process has also been really like questioning. Like, mm. 
-hmm. like, you know, I always said that, like, that video, all that early video, the first, like, nine years of it from, like, you know, head and kiss my real Irish ass up until, like, um, uh, whichever the, la oh, uh, the Janice tapes, like, the last ones that I was in um, mm -hmm. as a performer, um, all those were really about, like, absolute frustration with painting, mm -hmm. um, not knowing how, what, like, how to make a satisfying painting, what what would satisfy me in painting? What process should I use? You know, where should I be? Where should I go? Like, how do I do this? And, you know, and all that like criticality that like, you know, you, 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 that I tagged on in graduate school was like, and all that painting is dead rhetoric that kind of, you know, got into my bloodstream that made me really neurotic and anxious. Like, it was just like, oh, you know, all, all that video work was really a, like a, like a kind of a, like, you know, burlesque manual for, can I, can I make a painting? Is that, is that, is that doable? Is that something I want to do? Do I know how to do it? How would mm -hmm. you do it? You know, do you, can you paint with your ass? Can you paint with your heel? Can you, can you, you know, what, it, it, what is the process? Is it, is it, you know, some kind of like, you know, bulimic, like gor gorging and regurgitation, like what is it, you know? And and I think I really like needed to discover that. So, you know, um, uh, and then like, you know, towards the end of that, I, 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 I used the video to like explore like a sense of space because I think also like, that's important in, in painting. Like you kind of have to know where, where, what space you're painting. Like, mm. so that was something like, and it was like, you know, I had to kind of discover like, it can't be, it can't be cubism. It can't be collage. It, it doesn't feel, expressionism feels not, not, you know, real enough. And, mm. you know, it, 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 so like what was the space of a painting for that that feels right for me now you know and 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 that I think I was kind of you know exploring that through the video too so you know and meanwhile I'm like still sort of secretly flogging the painting you know mm -hmm. but it, it it sort of never made it out the door um but but then little by little I, I think I started to like like kind of latch on like to oh, this kind of painting feels satisfying, you know, like, and then I started, like, little by little, like, showing paintings, but then I was kind of always changing, like, my support, my surfaces, you know, mm -hmm. I paint on cardboard, I, 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 I paint on, you know, prefab Frederick stretchers, you know, I'd, and then I started, like, digitally, you know, printing on, having digital prints, on fabric that I started painting on and then I was like I have to dye these you know mm -hmm. it's been a journey so that's why <laughs> the title of the podcast is the process really yeah. to me. I feel like I was thinking about um yeah like I I was thinking well you're kind of a pop artist but also like a punk I think I I feel like your sensibility is punk to me. Um, 
Well, that's like that. I did a show at one time, and I, the title was "The Softest Punk." Yeah, because like I, because I, I do like feel it, like feel it in my bones, but I'm also like sort of a femme. Female. Yeah. So you, know, so you know, I mean, I I can't. You know, I'm always like I have to be to the softest punk kind of. <laughs> yeah, which is. I mean, yeah, I don't necessarily feel a huge amount of anger in your work, but <laughs> yeah, ask my husband. <laughs> really? <laughs> do you feel? Oh, yeah. Do you I, feel I, like I, it drives your work though? Like, there's a Lawrence Wiener quote where he said he thinks all art comes from anger, and I always go back to that. Yeah, well, you know, on Instagram yesterday, somebody posted this little interview with Alice Neal, and she described herself as a completely morbid person mm. and it's like I believe her yeah I mean, it's but it's like you know to look at I just saw the show yesterday like to look at those bodies and those people and their their angst their their their, their dissatisfaction their passion their bored I mean everything she saw mm. in them you know their energy it, it, it's like a morbid person who's like you know just thinking about I don't know like you know the, the shit in life have that vision to capture and the bravery to capture all that so mm. I, re- I really you know um uh but yeah you know I, I I'm I'm like one of the fighting Irish right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's interesting to think about Alice I hadn't I would have never thought of you guys together but maybe what I think of when I do is like a kind of honesty like I feel um like when I said you're a pop artist I think it's because I feel like you really seem inspired by the actual like physical world and your surroundings maybe more than art history even I think that that is accurate and I and and I thank you for being such a good observer because like you know my thing is 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 true like you know I I do like I want to make a painting that could only be made now like Mm -hmm. you know in the sense of like as anxious as now as Mm. as as awful as now as brutal as now as giddy as now like you know, as digital, like, I mean, obviously, like, I've been ta- talked earlier about mediation in, in, in making pictures, and, um, you know, video was, TV, video, like, that made sense, like, given, you know, my date, uh, yeah. and now, okay, it's all morphed into the digital, but it's like, you know, how does um, that, you know, uh, well, any kind of mediation, like how does painting like let it into like the body of painting and, you know, the body of painting, you know, like Alice Neal's bodies, like they're vulnerable mm-hmm. and, and weak and fragile. And, yeah. you know, how, how does painting let something as so super dominant and slick and powerful as the digital into its body? Mm -hmm. um so you know without without you know being being so obvious of just like you know making like 
a painting on a screen, which everyone right. said, oh, why don't you just make, <laughs> why don't you just take photographs of your videos and print them out on screens? And it's just like, how? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you have like tried a lot of, yeah, different new technologies or, I mean, that sounds corny to say, but like, I don't know, from like print on demand to like Vine, uh, what's it called? Vine. Yeah, yeah. Vine, yeah. That or, was the last, yeah. Yeah. Or even just, I don't know, I was thinking about maybe like you've done a lot of these um, vertical kind of long scroll paintings. And I was thinking about that as like internet orientation in terms of like Instagram, the, the the scroll maybe like I saw you have something coming up called doom scrolling and I was like oh it's this this is the internet orientation oh interesting yeah actually I got I got there's two of them up so I can unplug them I got batteries um there's two of wait wait yeah there's two of yeah. them now like right mm. so they're they're um, on um these are they're on the like drop cloth and the drop mm. cloth is like the most it's actually both really strong and really fragile because it's like it's like almost like a it's a plastic embedded paper oh. and then when it gets wet the two plies peel apart and you get two pieces and so these are just you know acrylic paint on them um but I'll tell you the story of that was like yeah I did these um girl paintings well they weren't paintings they well whatever they were I called them banners mm -hmm. and they were print from print on demand fabric and what I would do was like I like mostly that technology is you know for home designers and home sewers who you know make a repeating pattern and you know design their fabric so they can make their curtains pillows clothes whatever yeah and so I was like I don't want to use it that way so like what I would do is like develop a design that was like too big for the repeat mm. and so every time it repeated it would crop and look different so it was kind of like screwing around with the the um with the technology so that you know defying like the parameters so you would get a, a, a non-repeating pattern that was like totally like off scale. So like I, I, didn't, I used it like that way. Like, so yeah, like using the technology, but then trying to like jam it yeah. to, to get what you wanted. So I did a series of, 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 of like um, uh, pieces like that, that were called banners. And it was like, like I would design them, I'd have them printed, I'd order it, and then it would come and then I would be like, the art is done, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I realized I didn't even iron them because they look much better with wrinkles. And so it was kind of like very sort of like Duchampian process of like, almost like a, I called it a, what did I call it? I had a, I had like a clever name for it, like a re, like a, a refashioned ready-made mm. because it was a ready-made, but one that you intervened upon in, because digital technology to the consumer allowed it so that you didn't just go and, you know, buy something at the store, you could order something mm -hmm. at the store. And, and so you could intervene upon the commercial object. Like you could actually 
screw around with the design of the, the object that was 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 the ready-made in a funny mm-hmm. way so that was fun and I did that for a while and that's how I was like oh I could paint on these or I could dye these and that's how that all started but um so these are like the, the airs of that where uh, I'm like okay now I just want to make a painting um mm-hmm. and so these were they actually started their life as literally like drop cloths under the quote real paintings uh, which were all coming out so bad uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like oh no I like the drop cloths better than the paintings <laughs> how typical of me <laughs> but once and so I had this like really crap you know paper from the Home Depot that I was using as like blotters underneath the paintings and and then I was like I pulled the painting up and I'm like oh damn the the painting stinks but the the, the blot the blotted drop cloth is much better so then I was like okay I guess I should just you know not make a painting and have this be the byproduct but just try to make these yeah um and it worried me a bit that like oh this is not an archival material this is from mm. the home deep this is from like the home depot oh no but I figured well it's it's COVID, not, you know, I'm not, you know, it's not like these are, you know, high demand, like, yeah. you know, so <laughs> I figured might as well just make what I want. And then I was like, you know, sometimes it's not about having a better material. It's about having a worse material. Yeah. And it was very liberating. So, so then I just started making like, you know, because I have a lot of like motifs, like I have a lot of like images I, and I couldn't figure out how am I putting them together. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make a scroll, like, you know, I'm just going to play around with these motifs and these images. And um, so I, I have like a lot of yardage at this point. And now I have this opportunity um, to, to ha- put them in this space in, in Texas at, at Blind Alley. So I'm just going to do like, well, so far, I think I'm just going to do like one big scroll, like kind of up the back wall, down the floor and up the front window. Mm. Um, and I mean, I'm, uh, that's my plan so far. But then I, I thought, oh, it's doom scrolling because that's also yeah. my hobby. <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I do is like look for doomy, gloomy stories. Uh-uh. Well, you're kind of a goth too, I think. <laughs> I, I get well it's like hard not to be a goth at this point because all I want to do is like kill politicians <laughs> what? all I want to do is kill politicians oh so, yeah you know, same, same. you know so it's just like you know I have like murder in my heart you know yeah and- <laughs> did you see the um Nikki de Saint Falls show she has some video where she basically says the same thing like yeah <laughs> that she wants to like murder all politicians <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I have guest wishes for like many many of them and we can all guess who they are. yeah <laughs> and I related like... evil liars too <laughs> yeah um but I think you're kind of maybe well something that occurred to me when you were talking about the um the first printed ones and then even these ones like you had mentioned earlier that like you're kind of a control freak or something but it feels like in your work maybe you're not or at least like it feels like you're always looking for ways to like let go of control in a way 
Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's something about like making it worse, you know, mm-hmm. like, or just like feeling just, it's, you know, the pain of like, I don't, this isn't coming out very good. I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, I'm really bad at this. I mean, not, and I don't mean to say that, you know, like, untruthful way because sometimes I do like I I just feel like oh fuck like I'm not this is coming out bad like this is this is all this is this is this can't be right like this 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 is this is nothing like what is this this this, Mm. this can't can't be how how you do it you know and and I mean I'm always like on that that line of like you know, and I mean, and and then sometimes, you know, I mean, I get good reactions from artists, you know, some for that. I think a lot of artists feel that way, but you know, then like, you know, professional people are different because then you're like, oh yeah, it is really bad. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you're not re- you're not reacting at all, are you? <laughs> so you know, it's I don't know, it, it's it's hard, you know, but like, I mean, I yeah, I mean. Okay, here's my famous childhood control freak story that like all my brothers, my brothers, my brother and my sisters would laugh because they all remember this. Like, um, I grew up in Massachusetts, and um, when it would snow, I loved that white unbroken field. Mm. It just meant so much to me. I found it so aesthetic and so beautiful, um, like art because we didn't grow up with any visual art. So I just found that unbroken plane that would happen like when you got up in the morning and everything was just perfect and like just covered with that beautiful white plane of snow and the, 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 the light and the shadows. I, I just found it like so moving. So then I forbade my brothers and sisters from walking on the front lawn. I'd be like, nobody disturbs the snow. <laughs> and I would like freak out if they did. I'd be like, "You don't do that!" Like I'd cry. I would cry. I'd be like, "You walked on the snow. How could you do that?" You know? I mean, it's it's sort of mentally ill. <laughs> but like, so it was like controlling, like to be able to preserve like an aesthetic mm. experience that was that was meaningful or you know the same thing I was talking about like you know kids on the playground like do it my way (laughs) I am ordering the world according to aesthetics right that that's funny about the snow I just read an interview with another artist named Matthew Chambers and he's a friend of mine and I'm probably going to interview him too but he was talking about that in Montana like that thinking about the snow like a blank canvas kind of like it's like you want to you the perfection of the undisturbed but then wanting to like impose yourself on it or fill it or something and that's so funny because like I was like no nobody imposed no but but then like my other famous like childhood snow story is that one time when it snowed and then it was like <laughs> I grew up in Russia <laughs> you know, we, had, we had nothing but snow but um <laughs> okay so it snowed and then it iced and then it dusted and mm. I remember going outside and seeing like bird prints 
like oh yeah in, in bed yeah. and so I hacked it out and I brought it in the house <laughs> oh my god like a, a tray of it and I put it in the freezer <laughs> and then like my mother opened the freezer and all the snow came uh-huh. falling out and she's like who did this <laughs> like, my bird prince my bird prince <laughs> that's so sweet I mean that sounds very beautiful also it's like a painting I think, yeah, and it's but also verging on mental illness. Yeah. However, <laughs> um, it's like, um, it's funny because I do a lot with printing and impressions. Yeah. So I think it has a real, like, I feel like because I'm going to turn 60, I can indulge all this because, like, it's like, oh, like, and my sons never cease to remind me, Mom, you're old. <laughs> so... <laughs> So now that I'm old, I feel like I can indulge in all these things because I was like, oh yeah, that, that was the real me. Like that, those memories like that, like instead of being ashamed of them, I'm like, oh no, that, that makes sense. Like that, that was like formative. That was the real me. Like, and how can I, you know, no wonder I like these things. No wonder I'm attracted to these things. No wonder these things cannot be suppressed. Um, and so then, I, then I'm like, all right you know the next 25 years yeah (laughs) well it seems like you know you know what what your modes are or something like even the bird prints I feel like you were kind of like sampling or something you were kind of like coordinating off like there was a mark made in some way you couldn't control but you wanted to kind of like highlight that yeah that's awesome that's an interest I mean now it's having this conversation I'm I feel like I'm learning you know something like control and out of control mm-hmm. uh, uh control and lack of lack of control is 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 um is, is somehow um important to to like what I what I do and what I think so yeah and uh, yeah I feel like maybe, and I don't, I could be wrong here, but like, it feels like maybe in these new paintings, though, maybe you're moving more towards like, starting from scratch or something, or like, finding your own imagery rather than creating these kind of like, ways of making it happen. Is that, and maybe also beauty too. I was thinking maybe you're moving towards a different kind of embrace of beauty possibly Jen you are so perceptive (laughs) the crystal balls going on here um yeah yeah um I think so I think that like um um I'm thinking like you know like for so long I I even like you know banished like a white canvas Mm. like for the last like almost seven years six five six seven years it's just like you know, um, banishing like, you know, the 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 white because I was like working with the 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 sort of totalizing like effects of like the dye and like restricting myself through process to like, uh, like almost like, like like you know a funny self torture of like creating all these like limits. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm feeling like I'm, I want to move away from that and just yeah see what I can do it on my own and see what like you know the type of mark I make you know just just with the brush sometimes yeah. you know or like 
um, not, uh, yeah, like, or, or just um, exploring, like, you know, maybe some of the more traditional things that paint does, like, like staining or dripping or, mm-hmm. or, or flowing, um, ac- you know, like accidents and, and, and feeling, you know, a little bit more, I mean, it's not, I'm working on it, you know, but like, yeah. um, but yeah, like, like when I, when I, and I think that like, you know, that's why, and maybe it's why I'm more maybe looking at and admiring art of a much older artist because, you know, seeing what people do, like when they, they kind of get over themselves, you know? Yeah. And, and they are just truly free. Like, you know, I saw this Amy Knobel show in Paris, uh, you know, before the pandemic. And I was like blown away because if you think about, you know, Amy Knobel from the Dia Center, you know, highly conceptual, um, you know, art about uh, minimalism and art, you know, and primary form and, 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 and that kind of stuff. And if that's all you ever saw was like the installation at the Dia, which is profoundly great, you'd be like, okay, you know, that fits in with minimalism and that fits in with this and that of the time. But like, he had these giant shaped painting that was like acrylic on aluminum. Like, how does that work? How do you make an acrylic on aluminum? It sounds like it would be the most deadly combination. But these things were heavenly. Mm. They, they blew me away. They were like the weather. And mm. I, I was, uh, and then upstairs in the gallery, he had these like, paintings on plastic and again like so just like painterly and beautiful and like but but so bracing and I was like damn like this is for old people (laughs) (laughs) like it it it, it, you know it's a it's it's a process lifelong you know and then then I felt kind of grateful like Mm. you you know it's frustrating you know, and one has all these frustrations and you feel like, oh, it's not going to happen. You know, this is a bummer. And, and then you think, well, it's not over yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm very much of the, of the mind, like maybe whatever the art world is doing, but I feel like I very much believe in the idea that artists get better over time and I mean, I feel like we've had, there's so many women now of this, like, we just discovered her at 70 or whatever thing, which is, (laughs) like, a bit tiresome at this point, but also, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And and I agree, that runs on a different track, you know, because it was, because it is, it is like, excuse me, it is not, you know, like, oh, um, you know, we've been, you know, supporting her consistently <laughs> no <laughs> we have we have been neglecting her consistently and yeah. now you know and and that is tiresome and and you know I mean and, uh, yeah so but yeah that that's a, that is definitely that's definitely like a thing you know and but then you know doesn't it get caught up with like you know it's not like I think when you know we we're talking earlier we're you know talking about like life like childhood to old age like Mm. how do you you know if you're you know 
I mean, it sounds pretentious, but like, if you feel like you're born an artist, you're going to die an artist, you know? And I think the other, like, maybe has to do with, you know, some notion of brand, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like, well, you know, you're ready to be branded, honey. Right. You know, (laughs) as like the, the, you know, the eminence Greece lady artist. Yes. (laughs) You know, and that, you know, I think we, we, you know, as happy as I am for, for many people who, you know, finally broke through, I think we could do, do without like, maybe that is like a brand thing like yeah gotta find me an old old lady for my stable yo I know it's like yeah that's I'm and we've had enough of that narrative I think at this point like yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. like I think it's also maybe just I don't know maybe more complicated artists like people only kind of understand it retroactively sometimes like if you're doing things that span more territory like people get confused by that but I think artists or at least I kind of love that like I'm always intrigued by those artists that have more like a sensibility than just a a brand or a thing that they do over and over yeah 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 I I I you know, it's just like, I, I, I remember, you know, I, I remember like um, hearing in RISD, like an undergraduate school, hearing like about the concept of the artist artist. And mm-hmm. thinking like, why wouldn't you want that? Like people <laughs> who know, know what, it, what, what it's about, like are interested in you. Like, why, why wouldn't you want that? And then like, I was like, oh, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> so, but. I mean, I'm with you, you know, I, I'm with you. I, I, I tend to, you know, want to just like, you know, go deep with somebody and, 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 and go, you know, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, that's why say somebody, I don't know, like not in the, just the visual art realm, but like, you know, like when you think of who the heroes are, you know, like people who, um, you know, do a lot of, or have a different forms of self, self-expression or move around or, or I like, I like what you said, sensibility, because sensibility, it's, it, 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 it gets away from that old, like, oh, confusing, you know, mm-hmm. because it's like, well, it's like, it's not meant to confound or confuse. It's more of just like, are you into the sensibility? Because I keep, you know, the one that comes to mind immediately is like Yoko, you know, mm-hmm. oh, Yoko, like, are, are you, you know, if you're into her sensibility, it's not confusing at all. It yeah. All, it makes sense. Yeah. And she's done lots of different things, but like, yeah, you can identify a kind of like vision or worldview or something. Yeah. But just the way she puts herself out there, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, like if you think about, you know, everything from like. I mean, just what's coming to the top of my head, like cut piece, like is is so talk about punk. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's brutal. It's, yeah. But it's so it's so vulnerable and it's so sexy and mm-hmm. you know, it's like this but the passivity is really unnerving. Um and yet it's so confrontational at the same time. Like and and her music, you know. Is, is like that like I mean 
lady does disco. I mean, mm-hmm. she's amazing. <laughs> I love her music. I haven't listened to it in a while. That's making me want to like re-up on some Yoko. <laughs> oh, she, she's my, she's one of my gods. And like when I'm already, I'm talking about morbid, but I think about, you know, her passing when she does. Mm. And, uh, it's going to be a very, very, very sad and glorious day because everyone is like, she's ascendant and everyone will be thinking about her and you know she is everything so you know uh yeah yeah I mean I this makes me think of this series you did where you're kind of like making these banners that pay homage to people like her and other artists like it feels like you seem to have a real awareness of the people who like have touched you or influenced you yeah I, I, yeah that banner that, that was like a, a, a rare you know so far like figurative thing that I mm. went back to like just sort of for fun like I just I don't know why I, I, I started that but I I think I I just um the first one I did was Morrissey and like even though Morrissey unfortunately has kind of become sort of a cranky old mean guy <laughs> you know who says terrible and on indefensible things he meant a lot to me a lot a lot then Mm. and that will never change Mm -hmm. um and and so I just you know and when I say that I mean like you know useful days you know so I I just wanted you know and then I just started thinking about that and like you know right like like really just being there for artists you know, like really being there, for, like artists who are, who are there for you. So you, you just got to be there for them. Like, you know, and, and people who just have, yeah, like, yeah, influences and, and, and people who like, you know, it holds up, you know, like, mm. like no, no matter, well, gr- uh, yeah, I mean, keep it just to the art, you know, it, it holds up, you know? Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, like I did one of Gina Rollins. Yeah, actually, I was going to ask you about her because I am, do well, love her. I love her and I love Cassavetes, but I thought it was interesting that you chose her over Cassavetes and what what you think, what what do you get out of her? Well, you know, just like, I mean, uh, I mean, everything, you know, from yeah. um, Woman on the Verge, of it, that performance and that movie. Yeah. I mean, when you know just the way she's showing her in that role as like a wife and a mother mm. and like kind of failing at it but also being amazing at it like yeah and it's just so real like you know and like I mean those scenes where you're it's almost too much to take you know and then mm-hmm. you know opening night where it's like dealing with like aging and mm-hmm. like you know how to be a, a a a performer when you're not what they want anymore you know yeah and and then in like um oh, what's that one um is where she um play is it, it's her husband it's, it's where she plays the oh Minnie and Moskowitz no. I've seen that too, but I'm thinking, where's the one that she's like really soigné and she plays, she's kind of like maybe a high-priced call girl, but you're never really sure. And, and it, like, Oh, it, it, Faces? Oh my God, Faces. 
Yeah. I mean, just that she goes so, you know, 360 with like every experience of being, you know, a uh, white female of her day and time. Like, yeah. That, and I, and I, and I say that because it was like, you know, she's like the, the suburban mom who has it all and it all falls apart. She's like mm. an actress. She's a, pro, a, a you know, a, a sort of a cocktail, like fun time girl, like mm-hmm. in, in the sort of Mad Men tradition. Like she, she's just like a woman, like in the midst of like a really male world trying to figure it out. And, 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 you know. Or, or else she's like a badass, like w- with a gun, you know, yeah. being so super glam, like, and it's just everything, it's everything, everything, you know, and and just for one actor to do that all, yeah. I, I through a period where I just watched every single one, like back to back. <laughs> she's incredible. Yeah, I actually rewatched some of those. Like uh, my favorites are, yeah, a woman. Uh, under the influence and opening night and I was re-watching those over the pandemic and oh you yeah. just recently yeah, yeah. Wow. like I mean I could watch them kind of in depth like on a loop also but I was thinking about the woman under the influence like the the thing I got this time from watching it was like she's no crazier than anyone else like everyone is kind of everyone else is kind of a little crazy too. And they're kind of like expecting her to be like them or I don't know. She's like a little more honest than most people. So interesting. I haven't seen it in years. And actually that, that, that I haven't seen it in years is, is, and I got the title wrong. I said women on the verge of a nervous breakdown, which was like another more mainstreamy kind of film. of the mm-hmm. time. But women under the influence is like, yeah, I, I now I want to go and watch it again. I mean, I just remember that scene where she's like in that sweater and and mini skirt mm-hmm. and, and and she's like chasing down the school bus. Yeah, like, yay, kids! Those are my kids. But she's like, I just thinking like the kids are scared of mom. <laughs> yeah, well, and her neighbors like there's a scene where like the um dying swans they're doing like the dying swan dance at a birthday party and the neighbor thinks she's totally nuts but it's like a really sweet beautiful moment also or like I, I just remember there's like there, there Peter Falk there's like scenes where he's like enough enough mm-hmm. like her her emotion like mm-hmm. she she's being emotional and expressing her emotions and he's like no yeah your your emotions are 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 too much for us right yeah which I think that's kind of like like she's actually having a a natural response and people are trying to like tamp it down kind of yeah yeah (laughs) welcome (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I mean yeah that's the kind of what I I feel like that's something I'm very interested in in my work actually like being too much or something or allowing myself to be too much but yeah yeah I I I, I'm glad you're you I think that's a such a worthy worthy subject because god do I always feel like I'm always feeling like 
Am I too much? Yeah. It's such a female question, I think, to feel that way. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I talk too much. Mm. I'm like, I'm like, you know, uh, it's like, I do that. I'm too, yeah, that that feeling of like too muchness is very plaguing. Um, And and it it generates, like, it's the source of a lot of self-hatred of like, that's maybe not necessary but because it, it makes you, you suffer. It makes you suffer, you know, yeah. because you, you're, you're trying to tamp it down all the time. And then when you can't tamp it down, you, you, it's like, oh, I just lost control. But maybe like you, what, what, what should be natural feels like losing control. Like, yeah, oh. that's what I mean. I think maybe a kind of subtext I thought was in that movie or maybe just what I'm coming to as an, as I get older, it's like, yeah, maybe, no, maybe you're not too much, just the world is too kind of shut off. Yeah, yeah, shut, shut, shut down, yeah, shut, shut down, yeah, 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 you know, it's, you know, it's true, you know, I mean, and that's why I love, like, I never made a banner, but I, I mean, what did I call those? Roster stars, because I, I know the night that those happened. I was looking at the Sigamore Polk book, mm. the, a.k.a. the Bible. <laughs> and so I was looking at the Sigamore Polk book, and I, and I was like, that roster drawing, the roster doc, mm-hmm. the Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh. I want to make one, but I don't want to do a bad person. I want to do good people. Yeah. So then that's how I came about that. So I was like, I don't want to do someone notorious. Like, I don't want to do somebody, because maybe there was like school shootings and, mm. and going on. It's like, I don't want to do a notorious person who kills and is, is known because they, they're destructive. I want to do um, one of, of people who, who are, you know, have been generative, who've been, who've done good, good things like art wise. And, and so that's how that came about. So I instead of, so the whole thing is like the roster. So I called them roster stars. Mm. They were like stars to me. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's the title of those roster stars. Oh, um, I love that. I wanted to, did you ever see the, um, the Bresson movie, um, Robert Bresson movie called Mouchette? Yes, I have. Although it's been quite a while. That is Mouchette. That is the ultimate punk. She's the mm. first. She is the first punk. Like it's such a devastating movie, and but like it's like she's just so this little punk French girl, like mm-hmm. totally oppressed by everybody, and then she just rebels. And um, you gotta see it. But I, I always wanted to watch make, it. Yeah, I always wanted to make one of Mouchette. You did one of Balthazar, didn't you? Yeah, that was my um, that was my uh, Bresson nod. Yeah, Balthazar, because like the donkey, like you know, it's 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 like you know, yeah, passed around. You know, mm-hmm. observing all the human um, extremes. Yeah, like ex- extreme kindness to extreme cruelty. Mm-hmm. you know uh neglect and and greed and and um just you know destruction and possessiveness and mm-hmm. you know um everything so 
that's a profound movie my god yeah he's like a, um i feel like i should watch that one over too but yeah. um i love croissant but he i love croissant he's maybe the donkey's kind of a survivor or something like he kind of withstands all these things um yeah 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 and i thought that the what you were saying too about the raster star thing it makes me think they're kind of like art art saints or something like that yeah 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 back to my my you know the catholic roots yeah art art saints um (laughs) yeah i used to love oh god i we used to have these little books they were like little books of martyrs (laughs) oh my god i would spend hours reading of stories of martyrs it was like so glamorous <laughs> all these, like, really I mean extreme. it's kind of Madonna-esque actually I feel <laughs> yeah tales of the catholic tales of the catholic girlhood very uh-huh. very, very either either it's, you know either it, it's very generative or you know go fuck yourself <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um I was uh thinking that the Balthazar thing made me think a bit about the track suits. Like I feel like you've returned to this image or actual track suits and then images of track suits. And I was thinking maybe they're kind of like about like training or, or marathon or, or, or like kind of keeping going. And I wondered if there was like, if you were interested in like the sim- symbolic potential of the track suit or you're just more interested in it as a like, form I love that you bring it up and I I I, I never actually really thought of it it's funny as enough as it seems but I I like the connotation I would definitely embrace it and and not reject it because I think that everything we've talked about is like been swirling around this idea yeah. uh I think I just liked it you know I think I met my, 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 that might've been emotional reasons that I didn't clock, but like, I, I remember having intellectual reasons, like the way it cut up the body, like mm. in, into, um, like, I remember, cause I was, I was really exploring, like, you know, I was mentioning earlier, like contemporary ideas of space. Mm-hmm. And so then I, I got really hot on like that Rem Coolhouse article, junk space. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like thinking, oh, the tracksuit makes the body into junk space because it cuts mm-hmm. the body up in like all these aerodynamic mm. parts that like you know maybe based on you know um muscle group but not really but kind of like 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 the way the body's like cut up into like the way um you know well the way like people are sexualized for like their pecs their dumps, yeah their quads their you know the stripes down the side like aerodynamic like you know and um so I, I, I thought like, yeah, and certainly like 70s and 80s tracksuits are like, you know, so kitschy and, and, and garish and, but the color motif and the, mm. the geometry, like I love geometry that is like irrational and like not and based on like, um, based on, you know, not anything classical, like proportions. Yeah. You know, I love jump. That's why I love like maps of like shopping malls, mm-hmm. um, because like they're the the logic behind them is is just like you know commerce and and make and disorientation, like getting people lost in the mall to buy things. Like let's deliberately make this disorienting. 
And so mm-hmm. it's like the opposite of like a Greek temple where you're supposed to, you know, or have a, a feeling of wholeness and, and, and unity and, and, and balance or like a Catholic church where you're supposed to have the spiritual hierarchical experience. It's like, you know, um, and, and, and processional experience, mm-hmm. uh, rit- ritual, like the architecture of malls is like what I mentioned earlier, like deliberate disorientation, <laughs> um, feeling like you're lost, so you have to find yeah. something and what you find is, is something to consume. Um, and, and, and that your your uh, yeah, that, that sort of sense of dissatisfaction and, um, overwhelming like that's contemporary yeah life so I was like I, I want to evoke things that like bring those feelings to try to process those emotions in 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 art if possible because that's that's the world we live in where you know we're we're the physical world is built to like confound and 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 make us unhappy yeah but I, <laughs> but I and I see that definitely that makes the tracksuit thing too then when you're talking about them made me think of like they're almost like a weird bastardized like Frank Stella sometimes like the weird yeah. like kind of geometry and colors and stuff like yeah <laughs> yeah the ugly the real ugly stuff yeah you know? <laughs> obnoxious Mm-hmm. Um, and but like yeah I, I, I think you know hopefully I'd rather do it without a million dollars worth of worth of steel yeah <laughs> you know what I mean it's like it's like I want to do it but like I want to do it for like you know ten dollars <laughs> yeah and it's like you become the you become the painting kind of yeah, um, yeah. I feel like you like you like like maybe it's kind of like psychotic and ugly but like you're finding something to like about it too like I don't feel like you're just making fun of it or you know oh, no, yeah no. I, I love it I wear yeah them. I yeah wear yeah them. <laughs> I, I, yeah it's not like just like distance ironic yeah like judgy like I would never like yeah these, these the people with no taste are doing like I, I am, I like have my inner sporty spice. Like I want, <laughs> I, I love that. I love, yeah. I love those like disco-y looks and, and I love, <laughs> like, I love, um, I, I find it so amusing and, and, and I, I, yeah. I, I embrace it. And that goes back, I think, to the childhood, you know, baby or baby boomery childhood stuff of like, um, you know, color forms and, mm. You know, like I, I love color. I live for color. Do you know color forms? I'm trying to remember what color forms was. Can they you were, explain it? I feel like I had it, but now I can't remember. Okay, it was like a vinyl shiny mat. Mm. And it was printed with like an image that right. was like a, like a raggedy Ann and that or or a house, and then you'd get these little vinyl stickies. And then you would like make, a, you could move yes. around and make pictures. Yes. And I used to, like, they were printed. So like, you it's would, like a film kind of, right? Yeah. And you mm-hmm. pull it up and pull it down, but they were movable. Yeah. I, I remember like, I would, um, 
they were printed. So like, it would be like a search, but like I would flip them over so that you wouldn't see the iconography. You would just see the shape. Mm -hmm. You could like make, make uh, like other things with it. So it's like, oh, I don't want it to be a damn skirt. I want it to be a crown. So like, but if you flipped it upside down, so that the, just the side was showing, it would just be this like kind of nimbus arch, like just as like an example. Like, so I, I, but I mean, that, that was, yeah, like that was somehow formative. Like, yeah, that makes sense to me. So you kind of like abstracted and like customized it even more than you were supposed to. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and it's, I like, um, um, yeah, all, all that, all that stuff, like, you know, like was just, it was, it was what was available. It was like, it was like, what is available to play with? And like, you, you know, how, how can I like make this part of my world, you know? Like, yeah. Um, like all those, so that's why I really, you have been thinking a lot recently about all those, those, those visual toys um, that you could kind of go off-road with them if you have the inclination. Mm-hmm. and use them in ways they shouldn't be used they're they not they shouldn't be used but maybe the manufacturer didn't intend yeah but, but you could just have fun with you know mm-hmm. Play-Doh fun factory <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know there were so many of these kinds of things that were like creative or artistic but they were yeah I would have a kind of fairly prescribed way that you were supposed to kind of use them yeah, yeah, that you were supposed to, but it was definitely not like art materials. Like it wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't like, oh, and my mom bought me oil paints and canvases. It was like I didn't even be you know, I didn't know how to stretch a canvas when I got to RISD, much to my shame. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, so it was just like, oh well, you know, these are the toys. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, but I liked the idea that they were all sort of mediated by process and mm-hmm. and um you know and 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 this is sort of like this indirect like almost like a I wouldn't go so far as to say ready-made but like there's a the prefabness about it but that because that was like you know the beginning of like you know consumerist childhood like consumer yeah like you know turning children in, into consumers mm-hmm. um and you know that that's when I guess that was introduced like big time, like in like a you know late sixties seventies kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe even the like palette of those toys maybe could have some influence in your work or something. The more I think about it, really, the more you know, because um, like yeah, like let me I'll show you. I've been looking at this painting while we're talking, and I'm. I'm like, I gotta stretch it, but like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I, I mean, I, I, when you look, I'm pretty happy with it up close because it's just got like these like crazy, you know, like things going on. And like, I, I want it to look like, um, like, like a video game, but like, I say, I mm. never play, I never play video games. Yeah. I, I never. But I, I feel like I want it to look like, 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 you know, what you would make, like, with a really primitive, like, video game, mm. like, and have that kind of internal, like, neon light of, like, a video game. 
so I don't know if it's done. I got to stress. I have, you know, that's just the thing. I have it because, you know, there's no uh, place for these paintings to go right now. So all during the pandemic, I've been just like making them and just not stretching them. And then just like, yeah. Making them. And now I'm like, I got to start stretching them because, if, if, you know, I, want, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot. And, you know, um, I think it's really hard for pe pe some people to see unstretched paintings. So eventually I got to pony up and get some stretchers in here. But I, 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 the more I look at that one, I can't think of anything else I want to do with it. But then if I stretch it, maybe I'll think something. But I, I'm now I'm just living in fear of it because I'm like, I like it, but maybe it's not done, but I don't want to fuck it up. But mm. It looks good to me. <laughs> I love the colors. Can you, um, I've also, I relate to this thing of the pandemic and feeling like the work isn't going anywhere and it's hard to like finish it with that feeling kind of. Um, yeah. But I do think it helps sometimes to like just do that. So you really feel like you did it. But um, could you like walk me through more of the process of like how a painting like that happens like what are the stages how do you start something like that okay well so first like last year I got like tons and tons of um here I can I can show you like um okay so like this is digitally printed and so mm. th this I made with the print the original image is popsicle stick Oh. Um, spray painted around popsicle sticks. Oh wow! And that got scanned. So I made a drawing laying down popsicle sticks on a piece of computer paper, and I spray painted over it. And that's the first image. Um, and then I will send it to like a JPEG of that to Spoonflower, which is the the commercial entity that prints on demand fabric. So mm -hmm. like I made, like in this, this one, I made it like repeat, like sort of Warhol-esque all these yeah. times. But I have other ones. Let me grab one. It, like then I have ones that are like this. Mm -hmm. Where it's this big whoa and so yeah you're enlarging the popsicle stick like a lot yeah so now it's like like a like a but like something else like so mm. it doesn't come it doesn't seem like the, the, a, a popsicle stick or a tongue depressor it's like giant yeah but now I, so i get it to this this now what i used to be doing with this is dot now i would dye this mm -hmm. like paint paint on it with dye Mm -hmm. because I don't like it when the acrylic builds up because it's so plastic. Mm -hmm. So I will dye this and then wash it so that um, what it looks like is, I got one that's in the just the dyed phase. Mm -hmm. So, all right, I got it set up on the floor, so I'm going to tip the computer down. So this one mm -hmm. is just dye but I kept the dye really light mm -hmm. so it's just like blue dye but that's dyed so that it doesn't build up the surface because yeah. the 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 color is in the surface not mm -hmm. on it 
so it, it risks less um, it getting like sick. Right. So that's dyed. So then once I get it dyed, then I could start painting over it. And like one thing I do to like make the marks is I'll show you like, I make these things. Oh. Are, they're made out of, I, I found, I, you use a lot of like things I find on YouTube, like for kids projects. Like I was, I, I, I was looking at a way to make stencils and I didn't want to buy a, one of freaking expensive stencil maker. And like, where do you make stencils? I couldn't figure it out. So I looked on YouTube. And this is a way to make stencils with kids, um, hot glue. Uh-huh. And wow. so you, you draw on a piece of paper and then like you could get a, like a piece of glass or um, now I'm using the fill pads, like, um, you know, that you bake with. Uh-huh. And, and so I will just like draw uh, the shape that I want and then I'll like hot glue it. And so I can make these stencils. So I have this giant freaking box um that's like full of all these like shapes oh wow and like I even made like really long ones that are like that's how those marks came out like I actually have these big long um like you know uh wait I'll get I'll get it it's kind of they're hanging right here hold on I'll just get it (laughs) cool Um, like I have this guy Oh wow! Like like a like a big thing, and I can kind of like lay like lay it on the painting like that, you know. Mm. If I did it like that, like I could kind of lay it down on the painting like like that, mm-hmm. and then I can paint around it. But when you paint around it, like it always comes up fucked up because <laughs> like you know, I mean, it's it's and that's what I mean about being out of control. Like sometimes I'm like, oh Jesus, like because this, this <laughs> canvas isn't primed so mm. it's kind of like sinking in and I'm trying to control it and mm-hmm. I don't know what I, I can't really see it and I'm like why am I torturing myself this way like what is wrong with me like w- literally <laughs> this is not good like Cheryl like why what like and also there was I read this thing a long time ago that was this article about Cezanne and Zola, the French writer Zola, mm-hmm. said about Cezanne. He set himself a goal and then denied himself the means to achieve it. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, because it was like they thought, I mean, in, in, in Zola's book, Cezanne was a failure. He, he, oh. he, he just didn't do it, you know? And that was so devastating. Like he, he set himself a goal and then denied himself the means to achieve it. It's, it, it, it's devastating. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, am I setting a goal and denying myself the means to achieve it? That haunts me. And so it literally is my worst fear because I'm like, oh, I, I have all these goals, but like I'm picking the most fucked up way to go about it. <laughs> and so I'm like, what is wrong with me? Um, so, but yeah, why do you think it's a fucked up way to go about it? I was kind of when you were showing me, I was like, oh, this is kind of like almost like making an analog version of Photoshop or something. Like, thank you for that. That uh-huh. makes it so much 
better. Okay. It just blew my mind. I'm I'm actually sweating because I'm like, (laughs) thank you for that. Because it's like, I've been saying like, how do you know, you know, get the digital into the painting, but without using digital, how do, you know, the feeling of it, like, because I read this article a long time ago, John Kelsey, and he was talking about Albert Oylen, and he was like, painting needs, painting is, painting is so lame and so weak (laughs) that in a world of technology, the only thing that painting can do is seduce. Yes. Seduce technology into itself like a succubus. And I'm just like, yes, please. So I'm like, and facts, like that's what it did for um photography. Like yeah. it, seduced, it seduced it in. And like printing, like like media, you know, silk screen, like like the idea of like, you know, the, the like publicity. It's like it it seduced it in pop you know pop culture seduce it in um and I'm like how does painting seduce the digital in like it's a real concern and so just the fact that you freaking said to me oh it's like an analog photoshop I was like I literally started to sweat and I'm like <laughs> oh my god baby she's right and all my like Zola condemnations <laughs> yeah uh, I think uh, you're <laughs> I think you're totally doing that I think yeah, you found a way to kind of absorb the digital, but like keep the sensuality of painting. Oh my God, okay. <laughs> I feel so relieved. Yeah. <laughs> because all I do is beat myself up. <laughs> Literally morning, noon, and night. I'm confused. Maybe that's your, your martyrdom book jumping in. <laughs> yeah, little, little lives of the martyrs. <laughs> But like, so, yeah, I don't think, I don't, I think you're doing it. Like, I don't. Girl, girl, <laughs> I gotta say thank you. All right, peace out. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, like, okay, so I get that far, and then, like, that's what I'm doing. So, like, I'm doing, like, the layers of it, and, like, you know, like, spraying water at it, you know, and um, thinking, like, you know, with the sometimes I do like the mall map, like like a hat, like mm. almost like un, unplugged. But like I'll show you this one. This one I did stretch because I had a little, um, I had a little um, stretcher available. Let me see. I'm gonna. I gotta keep the, keep the cord in, but and avoid the water bucket. Please avoid the water. <laughs> um, so so this 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 one. Mm, I um, was wondering what those shapes were. Yeah, like this one, like I did the, let me try to center it. Um, I did the same thing where it was like, it's a digital print um, of a scarf. And I'll show you the the raw print in a minute. Mm -hmm. And then I like just uh, did all this like, like, like um, dyeing around like different of those sticker sticker things and like then and I did it in like five colors and then I was like oh my god this is really out of control confusing and so then I I I used um packing tape and I taped down like the the mo like I get them off the internet like mall map oh so I taped yeah yeah 
I taped down the like as as a mask. Like this, they're this, so this, weird. This. Those shapes too. They're cool. Thanks. Like <laughs> so. So that's like the motif of like of like the mall the mall map. So like I have like 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 okay. So like see this? Do you see that drawing? Mm-hmm. Like that that shape is just like the shape of like the mall. You mm-hmm. know. And like I love things like this. Like like I took that photo on the street. It's like a weird like logo for like some no name like um real estate company. Uh-huh. I, I I just I love those kind of like like a mall map, like like what I was talking about earlier about like these kind of irrational geometries that like come from like logo shapes or or mall maps. So like okay, so like that the base of that painting is like a thing like this mm-hmm. that I got I got off eBay because I was like still trying to and get the like cloth and clothing so like these are um like vintage scar like they're just vintage scarves that people have for sale mm-hmm. on eBay and so like I just grabbed the image and just like made it black and white mm-hmm. um so like I you know I, I just I'm like that's what I mean like you know trying to you know, gang up like all the motifs, like the tracksuits, the mall map, um, the 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 weird like you know, I mean, it's like these are yeah homemade color forms, you know, like these yeah. little you know these little like they're not sticky but they're they're plastic uh, mm-hmm. from the the glue gun, so it's like just trying to mash all these things together in like a in like a vocabulary yeah of, um of like shapes and marks and like you know motifs and themes and just just constantly trying to find like how do they all like go in together mm-hmm. so that's what I'm you know just trying to do now like you know I I, I want to um uh like when we we're gonna go away, we're gonna go to Croatia for a, a, a little vacation, and I'm oh. not gonna bring yeah, I'm not gonna bring any work, but I'm gonna bring just a ton of like computer paper and like digital printouts that I made. Um, mm. I'm gonna try to make like an artist book that like just helps me like think through all these. Um, I just keep calling them motifs, like shapes and forms, and the you know all my archive of of images like just thinking how they all go together so I just thought that would be like a good project for like uh, a little uh portable like I could bring it in the suitcase yeah I like is is bookmaking a way you've used before to kind of like work things out a bit or or is it more yeah recently I recently like I um I I did this project um for the last show that I had at um, David Shelton in Tech in Houston, um, I, I had all the rejects from dyed paintings, and I was just piling up so many rejects. And then I thought, I'm gonna make them all into like a, a big cloth book. Mm-hmm. Um, I had seen at the art book fair a couple of years ago, Mary Howman. Um, there was this book she had called The Book of Night, and it was all black canvases um with like white dots on them Mm. and then she like made a really super primitive binding with just like two pieces of wood with bolts 
and it was giant. Like the guy had oh, to like cool. turn it. So you know what it reminded me of? Um, also, that I used to be so embarrassed to talk about my childhood. Now I can't shut up. Um, <laughs> uh, my mom used to have big books of wallpaper mm. samples because she was like totally obsessed with like decorating the house. So she had giant, giant books of wallpaper samples. And I just used to lay in the living room and just like look at them, like all the wallpaper was flocking. And like, and it was so cool because it used to be like all the wallpapers that like mix and match for like wainscoting. And it was so 70s, you know, and all the different, like they'd have a flower pattern, but they have like 10 colorways. I, I love that. Like, but see, this is the thing, like, you know, it's like even if you're not from a very sophisticated background where your parents are taking you to museums and and showing you art like there there's so many visual experiences you can have yeah I mean I feel like yeah I'm like getting excited just by hearing about like all these it feels like you did have all these formative aesthetic experiences that were really important and and really did lead into your own yeah, yeah, and I think, I think like now, I, I'm like, as I said, like getting older, I'm more like aware of them, of like, that it's not just like the march of art history, where do yeah. I fit in, and it's more of like, oh, no, see, this, this is like the way the world was that I found myself in, and, you know, 70s wallpaper, and you know, Hasbro toys and greeting cards and, you know, uh, like all this kind of stuff that was just in the world, you know, it's just like, um, how, how do you, like, it, it just, you know, it, it, it shapes you, but it's like, you, you kind of come upon it and then you're like, oh, I know what to do with this or, yeah. or, or, or this is affecting me, like I'm letting it in, you know, or, and, and, you know, trying, trying, I mean, the worst thing is shame, you know, like trying not to be ashamed of it. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I mean, I think it's very beautiful to like honor those things. Like there is real beauty in these, even though they're weird and like super artificial sometimes or whatever, or mass produced, like they can be quite beautiful and amazing. Yeah. Yeah, especially like, I don't know, like, yeah, like, like, just, it, it's like, it forms, it, it forms your aesthetic. I mean, you know, and who, who knows, you know, if I'd grown up in a different time and place and we'd surrounded by different things, like, you know, it, yeah, things would, things it would be, we'd be different, but, you know, this is what I got. And, and like, uh, I mean, in a way, it kind of helps you make sense of, like you know the world as it is yeah right uh, now you know exactly Um, like yeah like I don't know yeah that is like most people are not gonna own like a Warhol or something even though I feel like he had some similar ideas in a way but like people are gonna have weird couches and wallpaper and toys and stuff and and Oh, and those can have value too and yeah 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 you know and it's it, it's like uh um yeah it's it, it, it's 
it, it's also like just um I don't know, like saying how I mean the world is so terrible, but it's it's also so great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I think that. Well, I think you're also refracting them too. Like I was thinking when you were showing me how you make these shapes and stuff like you're you're definitely making them into a weird new thing like it, I like knowing that it comes from the mall or whatever but like you're kind of transforming them definitely like they often look like some of these newer ones remind me of like weird kind of tribal figures or or like they become abstract um yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. It's like I don't, uh, you know, expect like if because I don't like you know put like mark markers or indications that it is a mall. Like yeah, like there's there's not. It's sort of shorn of 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 all you know those indicators, and it's like just the shape. So, mm-hmm. but I like that it's like I don't think I could think of on my own mm-hmm. a shape that would be as weird because it would just look random but I think that it just lifting that shape it retains a little bit of like you know what I'm looking for like what that original motivation was that like this was actually designed it Mm. was it's not a it seems random but it actually was designed with a purpose and that purpose was to disorient um um you know, accommodate commerce, accommodate the parking lot, like accommodate, like, you know, th- yeah, the demands of, of consumerism. So, so like it has a, a purpose. Yeah. What that purpose is, is like, oh, not spiritual and not, <laughs> you know, to be, yeah. the, you know, the golden mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, right. uh, which is very funny in a way in relation to like making abstract painting. Cause it does have like, you, I think you can look at your paintings and have like a kind of spiritual moment on some level, but it's also very like base or like it is, you know, a mall or, you know, related to all these things you just mentioned. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Like the mood, you know, it's like the mood could be you know more personal like what because once it all gets mashed up in and then it's like you know you're just reacting to it like you know especially as a maker like why isn't this working like okay now I I I mean and that's the thing that's crazy about painting it's like I think you know I thought I could think my way through it Mm. you know I thought I could think my way to a good painting like and then you realize like you really can't just think your way to it you have to have an emotional experience with it yeah and, and that is can be very painful and disorienting and like you go through all those like ups and downs and it's it's it's, it's not fun <laughs> yeah totally I totally relate to that I feel like actually that reminds me I feel like you posted something on Instagram recently that was like I think I'm finally like learning how to paint with my emotions and yeah. 
which is hard. Yeah. It's very hard, especially like, you know, coming up, like I said, you know, like I don't regret that I went to graduate school. Like it made me more sophisticated, but it did kind of fuck my head in like a a major way. Like where, because like, you know, for all that criticality and sophistication that I gained, which I think was necessary, it also took me away from feeling like I could feel like and and just do something based on emotion or based on god forbid like childhood memories I mean you know can you imagine being like in graduate school like I'd like to talk about childhood (laughs) memory of mine it would be like how humiliated are you for serious I know I think it's funny though how often I talk to other artists though that have that same experience of like yeah like having to recover from what grad school did to you and make you like think you have to understand everything and have it all like analyzed and figured out and stuff and actually I think it's not true at all like I was just reading some Agnes Martin writing and she was like basically like yeah if you're thinking you're totally on the wrong track basically (laughs) yeah 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 and like you know and it's funny because like I I like like I I I can be quite the brainiac nerd like yeah I I I, I, I'm very verbal and I like to talk and I like ideas and I like to debate and I like to fight and you know I I like to get in the weeds but you know it's a little bit like whoa girl like that isn't always gonna do it you know it's like uh that always that 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 might go take you so far and it might be great but for for someone else but it, it I, I learned that it, it didn't take me all the way with where I want to go you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting yeah I feel like I can relate to that I feel like maybe it took me like I feel like I've had this slow progress of becoming a painter and now I've decided I'm fully a painter or whatever and and I think it was like layers of kind of letting go of not of like not allowing myself to just paint like a real painter (laughs) um but that's also where I'm kind of heading yeah totally I can yeah 100% relate 100% 110% relate I was like uh, yeah uh big time you know and especially coming from media where you know mediated thing where you know it's like I, I don't know about you but like I never fell in love with cameras like I I could oh. yeah I, um I never was like oh light give me a light kit like like I I just I never that was not my thing I mean that's not that that's what other people think that is totally a thing you know yeah and, and but it was just never my thing and so I was I just sort of felt like you know video artists like like I didn't I didn't feel it like as such an identity you yeah. know but then I felt you know stuck because I felt like well, well this identity isn't really what I feel but I I sort of want to feel like a painter but I don't I guess I, I I felt like I I'd gone down another road, so now you can't, you know, <laughs> like you 
you can't go back, you can't change, like, you know, and, 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 and that like fucked my head for a long, long time, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like that was more your own feeling or people were trying to impose that on you or both? Kind of bo- like, like a little bit of both because, mm-hmm. you know, let's face it. I mean, like I had had very nice success, like, and then it's like, oh, great. You know, you want to give it back? Yeah. Like, like throwing away success with both hands. Nice one, Cher. Good job. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then, you know, then feeling really guilty. Like, well, a lot of artists don't get this attention. And now you don't, you're like unhappy. Yeah. You don't want it. Mm-hmm. Are you mental? You know, <laughs> and, and, and then I felt it, it fucked me up a lot because then I was like, maybe I should. I, I should be happy with this, but like, I don't feel happy or I feel frustrated or I feel like I want something I can't have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but then I was like, yeah. It, and especially because it's like, you know, you add the whole professional thing, like, you know, like, but you know, you've done, you've done so well with this and you're getting so many great opportunities. Like mm-hmm. why, why are you dissatisfied? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you? And like that was very, very painful because I was like, I didn't want to be just like a dissatisfied, grumpy person, but I also didn't want to keep going in a direction that didn't feel like, like a hundred percent satisfying, like, like something's missing, something's missing, something's missing, you know, like, I mean, I, I love making the video. I had a ball, you know, I liked editing. I loved yeah. working with music. It's, it's a, it was fun, you know, so I don't mean to just be like, oh, it was a shitty, horrible life. Like, you know, and all that work, I stand by 100%, you know, but it, but for me, there was, there was just something else I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what, maybe part of what makes you an artist, artist is that you're willing to trust that feeling and not just keep doing the videos that maybe people want you to keep doing yeah because it it kind of goes against like you know and and maybe in another time you know we wouldn't have this burden but like there's you know there's such a professional career-based like um uh you know uh umbrella over us all Mm -hmm. like you know get that career and 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 you know, run with it and, and, and always be climbing, you know, and, and, um, and so then to be like, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to change things. And like, I mean, how many times do people come in my studio and just like, be like, because <laughs> you were showing them paintings, not videos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was just like, literally um you know it felt like self-sabotage yeah and it's super painful you know because people would just draw a blank and they'd be like dying to leave and Mm. and and it was it was just I mean there's nothing worse than like you know that feeling of like feeling so uncomfortable in your own space and your own skin and like feeling like people are looking at you like you're pathetic. like you're you're pathetic mm. 
I mean, we're going deep. There's a deep cut. There's a deep, there's a deep cut. But I mean, that's, it's a really, it's, it's super painful. Like, yeah. And, and, um, but I don't know. I mean, that's why I have to say, that's why I'm glad I have my family because so it's like, they got me through that. Like, yeah. I like I was doing something right. Like, like, you know, and like, I, I, I just was like, well, I mean, I remember, how, you know, literally having the conscious thought, like if I, if I fuck up as an artist, like at least I can, you know, be a good mom. Yeah. I mean, which is totally not nothing at all. No, no, it's not nothing. It is not nothing. It is not nothing. So, you know, but I mean, like, I mean, boy, what, what a self-talk. Yeah. (laughs) Some nice nice self-talk by me. Were the, were the, there were like people, professionals maybe who were like judging or not, you weren't adhering to what they wanted but were there other artists who were like in your yeah in your um yeah well I mean good friend artists were like you've got to do what you're gonna do you've got to do what you're meant to do like yeah that was very sustaining other artists other artists other artists I mean people in the profession aka art dealers um it's been it's it's been rough. I mean, I, 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 you know, it's been okay. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, you know, again, I don't want to come off as like bitter or ungrateful because I've had some wonderful, amazing opportunities and worked with some great people. Um, but like, I don't feel like I found my great match yet. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, you know, I think people have found it hard to work with me because of, um, you know, just, like you know some of these changes you know and um and so I think you know maybe people feel like I'm unpredictable or uh uh, I'm I'm just a hard you know I'm a hard sell to 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 collectors because of the you know well how much time do you have to explain this artist you know it's 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 tough you know so so I feel like these all these big shows you just did over the past few years were really nice because I felt like I don't know to me it was like here it is like it was kind of contextualize everything and it all does actually fit together really beautifully I think and thank yeah. you lady <laughs> thank you lady well you know I live for you know and the encouragement that comments like that bring to me and like you know and I think that like that's what was really fun about making those shows was you know we're and you know I was trying to explain to my mom you know like the difference between like art dealers and curators you know Mm -hmm. and and you know I was but like the curators like you know I mean when we were really like jamming like it was really like play you know Mm -hmm. you're just like putting together mix and match like and and then they're telling a story and it yeah. was like so so joyful and so rewarding and and you felt like you were like cooking like like literally cooking in a kitchen together where you're just yeah. like look at this look at this mm-hmm. look at this and you're just like mixing it all up and and it made and, and it was so fun and it was intellectual but it was like exciting and it was like a real stimulating experience and and installing and like I I I loved it I was high like I was just feeling so high all the time you know and um 
you know, but, um, you know, like, but then on the flip side, you know, it's devastating to like, you know, have a, have one person chosen, have nothing sell, like, mm, yeah, you know, and, like, yeah, like every time out, like, you know, it's just like, I, I'm almost like, it's, that's hard to live through again and again and again, you know, yeah. because you just feel like, um, like, why, like, what, what, what's the, what's the, what's this missing link here? Because like, you know, um, and, and that's been elusive. So, yeah, you know, that, I mean, I can relate to that. <laughs> and, but I think we have to like, kind of maybe like with, uh, Gina Rollins in that movie like I feel like we have to not think we've done something wrong like I think we know when the art is good even if other people don't buy it or whatever like they'll come around or they won't or someone will I think like I think yeah. whatever yeah. even if it's delusional a little bit I don't know I think it's <laughs> I think we have to like yeah, not think those issues of commerce reflect on our ability. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, you've got to keep that faith. I mean, I know so many good artists who are like, you know, barely showing in New York. So many, like, mm-hmm. damn, like, you know, if I, if I, if I was like, I could, I could make quite the good gallery roster I know Um, well I think we also need more dealers and gallerists that have a vision like are willing to take risks like I think it's I mean I think maybe this is uh I think you know I don't know I'm not an expert on galleries but I feel like in the past it seems like gallerists had more balls to like do the job of selling and and educating people of why they should want it. No, and now it feels more like the other way around. Like they want to know it sells before they'll show it or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's just, it's sort of like, it's all like uh, a big ball of wax because it's like, you know, when their rents are $50,000 million a month mm-hmm. and then they've got to like fly all over the world, like and pay for shipping and, 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 you know, I mean, it's not like I'm, you know, crying so many tears for that, that but, you know, that's the way they made it, you know, yeah. but it's just like, you know, it really has like made it so that it's, it's a, it's an impossible situation. And that's when the pandemic, I was like, this unsustainable situation will end. Yeah. Well, maybe, <laughs> it, I mean, I don't, it still remains to be seen what is gonna happen but I think more dealers could like decide they don't have to do all these things or they can like yeah that it's not just this one way to do it or something totally and Kenny and you know and I was like preaching that and Kenny was like ha 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 (laughs) it will jump snap back to exactly the way it was before don't harbor any illusions we actually had a big fight Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean I I had a fantasy also which I still maybe have that there would be like a renaissance of like physicality and like no more like online shows like it would be like a 
everyone would be running to see art in person and like <laughs> reveling in that and yeah and then we got an nft <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> i might make one but i will see <laughs> girl girl i'm telling you like that's you know i've had the same things i'm like I need to make an NFT of hat. Yeah. Well, you could just, I think we could just make them of our videos and then, I don't know. <laughs> Lady, I read in the paper today that that video, Charlie bit my finger, that baby video where the, the kid is sitting on the, the, yeah. you know, everyone knows that. They made an MTF of that. They took it off the internet and they made, I mean, you can't take it off the internet, but they made, it's the world's most popular video and they made, made an NCF of it and then they sold it and they could pay you know for those kids graduate school I don't oh know oh my god does the kid the kid get some money I, I, I hope I so read, I read the article <laughs> I read the headline <laughs> so, I mean you know I, I I'm like damn you know because I'm like really concerned about like Kenny was telling me how they make them and apparently like it uses a lot of energy like yeah. to, to do the blockchain like it, it, it takes hundreds and thousands of uh, hours of electrical computing power and it's like fucking up the earth um but you know i mean if you made one of like you know uh the walden video yeah i made our classics right? i know that's what i think i might do that like if we can like kind of historicize our work in this new form that might be cool I don't know I mean it's separate if it can fund the other stuff I'm <laughs> that's what I'm saying yeah so I'm like finally a payday finally. yeah exactly a, a payday because I, I had collectors coming back at me like in 1993 I bought a VHS for $150 and I'm wondering if you could provide me with a digital beta cam uh, you know one inch with it and I'm like <laughs> no <laughs> no because you know what you spent more on dinner last night I know exactly on that video so bye <laughs> no yeah exactly so yeah I'm out for it if video artists can like cash in on the work they didn't cash in on before like that's cool with me <laughs> I I'm coming around to this I'm coming around to this because I'm just like you know, I, I, that video in particular, you know, traveled the world and back, but I never really made any money off of it on account of, I could never guarantee that it was a, 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 an original, I mean, a, um, a, a copy and not a copy. Like, yeah, there's, there's too many copies out in the world. I've totally lost control of the edition. I never really editioned it. I would just lie. Oh yeah, it's an edition. But it's not, <laughs> you know, because it's like, Somebody's yeah. got a screener like in in their bookcase in a in a in a in a in a a DVD they never sent back to me or or you know uh, whatever. And so I was really shy to like push it as a, a limited edition because I knew I was lying. Yeah. And, um. Well, all that's kind of fake anyway. So it's like <laughs> it's completely some, fake. Yeah, and I don't, and I yeah. So if people wanna do that they can oh um oh they can do that <laughs> I will let them buy it <laughs> yeah oh no if somebody want if somebody wanted at this point I'm really entertaining it if somebody wanted to 
make that with me and, and Bob be the sole owner of the NTF and give me a buku box. And I'd even throw in the outtakes, you know. Yeah. I mean? Like, well, actually, maybe I, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you off, off the record, but maybe I can, uh, I might know someone. <laughs> Ooh la la! I mean, the environmental thing kind of does shake my head a bit. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't feel, I, I feel like that is like problematic. But then again, like, you know, more, as Mike Kelly said, more love hours than can ever be repaid. Yeah. So like, and if it could pay for the studio and, 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 and help me buy stretchers with, and I don't feel like it's a drag on the fam, um, you know, uh, and it, it would, that would be golden, you know? Yeah, so, I know. Um, I mean, everything is like complicated, but the thing is we have to support ourselves in some way and. Yeah, if people are all gung-ho about it, I'm kind of like, I don't totally understand it, but I'm like, sure, if you want it, I'll. <laughs> I mean, the, and like I say, you know, how many years ago did we make those pieces and like, and really never like, you know, and they're, they're both considered, you know, unique classic videos that really yeah. hold up beyond their shelf life of, of like, you know, uh, you know, of, of, and also like single channel video, who's making it anymore? I know. Well, I think, yeah, I don't even think the, the audience is there. Like there's just so many other kinds of video. It's like, I don't feel like I can compete with that either. A hundred percent. And like my, my attitude was like, you know, TikTok eight single channel, like, yeah. you know, it, the culture just caught up with video and now I, I mean and it was good because like that was the whole thing a point and shoot point and shoot like just just get a camcorder and like and and the whole the whole trajectory of video art was like you know parallel to the the, the trajectory of cons- home video technology and so when it became the phone and then you could put it up on the internet and just and edit and do everything it was like of course that that was it I mean, that's why the last video that I made was, was I put up on Vine and like used the Vine platform to shape the parameters of the piece because it was like, oh, now this is in the culture. It, yeah. It always, it always was in the culture. Like, you know, Wegman and Nauman talk about that. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, we got, port- we got the port-a-pack, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so it's, it's, in a way, it's kind of a beautiful thing uh, that, it, that, it, that it really paralleled like the, the consumer technology that was you know you used to need you know giant cameras and and everything uh, uh, and technicians to do it and then it just whittled down 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 until it became in your yeah in your in your phone and um but if there's a if there was a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow <laughs> like for for us with our little sing, single channels then <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's not a bad thing yeah I mean I think they've been accruing street cred over the years I think so maybe we can cash that in a bit <laughs> right right because so far you know the, uh, that and a metro card will get me on the subway you know so so um yeah I, I think that you know and that's the other thing I mean it's not like you know you're like oh I just made a video make an NTR. I mean these are 
these have been around for a while and people, yeah. enjoy, people enjoy them. People still want to look at them. They're, they're still quite amusing. And, um, and, uh, I think that, um, yeah, I think there's like, whatever, I mean, the form is confusing to me, but like taking something that you made with integrity and kind of translating it into this new thing that feels like, yeah, I'm not just going to make something like a gift that I don't care about or, you know what I mean? A hundred and... 101 percent and you know i mean it it sort of really does solve solve the problem of like what is the best archival um mm-hmm. um um form for this thing to take because you know even like um you know tape degrades and um you know like it's always been a dilemma like how do I preserve this like what do I do like like keep it in a climate controlled vault like what yeah. What do I do? You know, I, I, I mean, I don't even know. Like I, I have the one inch tape of it um, somewhere that I transferred to like one inch, like uh, broadcast format. Um, I have it. I think it's um, in our basement. <laughs> I mean, it's not here, is it? No, I, I think, I think all the, all, like I have these huge boxes of, um, of pneumatics and, um like pneumatic tape uh Mm. and and then I have the one thing I preserved on one inch broadcast standard because it was really expensive to make the the tape Mm. was a a transferred head um because I thought you know I've got this uh, this, it would behoove me to preserve this Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah um, well, we should probably wrap it up, but I think maybe just one more question I was kind of thinking about. Um, I don't know. You said something about like getting older and getting over yourself kind of, and I, it was reminding me of this thing Susan Rothenberg said about like, she had this idea of like going all the way home in your work that has really struck me as like, I don't know, just it feels like such a great way to put it of just like kind of going to the end of your capacity as an artist. And, and I don't know, I just wonder if you have any thoughts about that or about this idea of like, what say more about like getting over yourself and your work or something. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that like, you know, I mean, you pick up baggage in life, you know, and like it, 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 it can really be um, debilitating, you know, the fear you feel, mm-hmm. fear, fear and shame, fear and shame mm-hmm. are the worst because they lead inevitably to violence. And even if that violence is not perpetrated outwardly, it's perpetrated inwardly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that is, a pity and a shame, you know, and the more, you know, I, I meditate on this and become aware of it. It's like, I don't want to keep doing violence to my spirit by being like self-hating and, and, and being shameful, shamed and being fearful. And, and it's me doing those things to myself. Like, you know, there's no one standing over me, shaming me. There's no one standing over me telling me I suck. It's me, it's mm-hmm. me, you know, and 
and and like how to stop you know it's it's hard it's hard because you know sometimes it's just habit you know or it's just yeah it's just you know the baggage and like just trying to kind of like work your way through that and just process it and let it go you know I mean I mean it I don't know I could get emotional but like it really struck me when 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 Jackie Sakosha died like Mm. that was hard really hard because I mean it's not guaranteed that that it's not guaranteed you know that you're gonna fulfill your potential Mm -hmm. and and she had I mean she had so much potential and she was just like the last couple of years of her life like those paintings and what she was doing with that like she was really coming into herself and you know and then to just to have an early death, it's like, what the absolute fuck? I mean, that that hit me, you know, it wasn't even like we were best friends, but just as an artist, like that, that just seemed so fucking unfair. Mm-hmm. And like, so it, it also galvanized me to like, stop being a jerk, you know? Mm. because I just felt lucky yeah to be alive and to be healthy like I just felt like this is a privilege this is this is you're lucky to to stop like stop being mean to yourself yeah um totally I feel like I kind of learned that well I don't know that I'm done but I like my mom died kind of not super young but but younger than I expected. And I felt like that was a real lesson of that too, of just like, yeah, you never know how long you're alive and and you have to kind of do it as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, there's no guarantees, you know? And like, and then I think COVID also like, you know, rocked that yeah. uh, impression very hard. Like, you know, look, look, you, you you just there's no guarantees you just don't know what's going to happen and like you, you you yeah you you know you just have to try to like take advantage and 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 stop your stop the bullshit in your life you know and um I mean it's it's a process of you know it's not <laughs> like I woke up the next day and yeah you know I wake up every day and you know I feel so good about myself free to be you know uh, 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 uh you know it, it's like it, it's hard you know but I, I just kind of keep reminding myself like you know not to um not to waste time yeah <laughs> <laughs>